Today on the brand manual, we've got Jim Stern. Man, I, I am so excited you're here. Uh, Jim is the founder of Trexo, and in that capacity, he does things like uh, writes a lot of books, he speaks, he consults. Uh, you have so much experience and so much, uh, just you have such a wide a range of, of things you do. Uh, I'm excited to hear from you. Could you, as we're, uh, just to kick us off, kind of give our audience a little bit of an understanding of what Trexo is and what it does? Yeah, it's great to be here, man. It's good to see you, Tim, again. And uh, always great to, to hang out with you and, and, and be a part of anything that you're doing. Uh, Fidelis does awesome work. And, and even more so, you're just, you're just a good dude. So it's great to be <laughs> here. Uh, it's great to be here with you, man. Uh, Trexo is a, is a, a ministry. Uh, that works with churches and organizations to inspire them and to equip them to launch personal discipleship ministries in their organizations. Uh, we uh, Trexo has three truths that we operate from, three truths that God continues to crystallize for us at the foundation of who we are, and it drives everything in what we do. The first one is the struggle of life. That Everyone is dealing. It's a battle for everybody. Uh, and we go into depth and what that means, the tentacles of that and all the different directions. That's the first one, the struggle of life. The second one is the supremacy of Jesus, that, that Jesus really, truly has the answer. And his answer is exquisite and it's powerful and it's beautiful and it's incredible. Um, but it can also be hard to figure out what that looks like how, and how to, how to walk that out. So the third truth that we operate in is the power of personal discipleship. That personal discipleship, having somebody who uh, who's a veteran in the Lord, who's been walking with the Lord for a long time, pour into the lives of other people two or three at a time is by far the most effective means of raising and training people to walk in this incredible life that Jesus has given us a lot of the reality of the struggle of life. And so whatever that entails, if it's consulting or book writing or speaking or discipling, we, we're just completely aligned with that kind of clarified direction of what it is that we're doing. That's that's fascinating. I, I have a question. How does how does what you do integrate with um, pre-existing models, or even as certain denominations have certain ways of approaching the problems that you're helping tackle? How do you integrate? And are you really versatile that you can just kind of go into any number of settings? Or I'm just interesting how that that plays out. Yeah, it, it's uh, what we do is super, uh, super adaptable to a variety to any kind of environment. Doesn't really matter what the environment is. We we can we can certainly adapt. We we believe, uh, and, and Scripture bears this out, that the basic unit in any church or any organization is the is the single individual. And so our desire is to work with. And, and align churches and organizations to break it down to the smallest unit, which is that individual, and to say, okay, how can we uh, how can we work to bring that one individual to deal with the struggle of life and that one individual, and help that person learn, equip that person to walk in the fuller, greater, richer life of Jesus for themselves. If we can do it for one, then we can do it for ten, then we can do it for thirty, then we can do it for a hundred. But if we don't know how to do it for one, how can we do it for a hundred? Makes sense. And so we talk a lot about if your church is 100 or if your church is 10,000, your church is not 10,000 
it's really 10,000 ones. And so it's not a group of 10,000 people. It's a group of 10,000 individual people. And if we can't effectively minister and bring about the resources of Lord Jesus Christ to each person, one person, one step, one issue at a time, then we're missing, we're missing a major piece of what our father intends for us to be able to walk in. So I imagine, and I forgive me for kind of jumping into the business of this a little bit, but uh, I imagine the, the most effective uh, means by which you find people to partner with are, uh, well, you do a lot. You do, you do speaking engagements. You do a, a, a multiple live events uh, digitally. You do writing engagements. I mean, you do all sorts of things, but is it still very much about network and about who and shaking hands and just making new relationships and new friends? Is that, oh, yeah. is that typically yeah. like so, how it uh, works? Uh, umpteen years ago. I'm sorry. Is that typically how it works? I mean, you're just, you, you, you have to meet people. Yeah. Yeah. So umpteen years ago before, before God demonstrated his humor in calling me out of the business world into ministry life, vocationally, I was a sales guy. <laughs> uh, and, and so little did I know that, that while I was training for sales in the different industries I was in, uh, God was actually sowing seeds in me that he would later bear fruit in my, in this aspect or this season of my career. And so networking is a huge, huge deal. So for example, this is this morning, I was with a group of guys who, who are a part of a particular ministry and I'm, 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 I'm laying out the way we do things in Trek. So to bring about these resources in their lives, but they're part of this ministry. And, and at the end of my, at the end of our time together, I said, Hey, if you have anybody in your church, or if you know people that are involved in other ministries that may benefit from what we've been talking about this morning, I would love to get connected to them. Well, yeah, that's, that's just sales guy one-on-one stuff right. that I, I did 25 years ago. So yeah, all that's the You're same. Just, it's just kind of second nature at some point. You're just kind of like yeah, muscle memory. Yeah. 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 And when you're super excited about and, and just believe right in the like the power and the veracity and the wonder and the the joy of what it is that God has put in your heart. Yeah. Uh, you just you're just you're, you're just organically going. Who else can I get connected with? And so there's a lot of internal propulsion that comes from the Holy Spirit to want to press into all of those different places wherever he may open those doors. Yeah. Fascinating. I'm interested in the name Trexo and the origin story. How did you come up with this? Oh man, that's a good that, that's a good question. Uh, I ah man, I labor at, at naming things. Uh, we had such a hard time naming our first child. I'm like, we're gonna brand this kid for life. <laughs> uh, we had such a struggle. What what are we gonna do? And so I was wrestling with this five years ago, six years ago, asking God and. And uh, he led me to uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 in, in the New Testament. In uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 says, Since we've been surrounded, therefore, since we've been surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside, uh, let us lay aside our sin and everything that hinders us and let us run with perseverance the race that's marked out for us. The teaching in the text is that God, our father, has a race that he wants every single run, one of us to run. It's his race that he wants us to run. But we've got to be able to lay aside everything that interferes with that race. Well, when I gave my life to the Lord at, at, at 26, 
I, I quit running my race and I started running, running his race. The, 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 the book of Hebrews in the original language was written in the Greek. The Greek verb that we translate run this race to run is the verb trexo. Hmm. So at, at Trexo, we're looking to release people into the race through personal discipleship. We're looking to release people into the race that God has marked out for them. That's man, that's great. Hey, okay, so we work with like a number of nonprofits, and I'm I'm always fascinated by how do you know as a business and as a as an organization, how do you know when you're doing a good job? Yeah, that's an, oh, man, I, I've been, um, I have been recalibrating and asking the Lord to, let's redefine our metrics. Let's w- redefine what is a win. Yeah. What is a win? So and so. The the word Trexo. Go ahead. The, the word, here's why my mind went to that question so quickly from the word Trexo is that uh, yeah. there's the, the nature of, uh, of what you do and and it's so deep in people's hearts that um which by the way is developing people yeah. and connecting them with their heart and their destiny right yeah so uh simon sinek has this book out about the the uh the never-ending nature of business and the never-ending nature of competition and and so forth but um as I look at Trexo and the word race, I'm like, there isn't actually a finish line except in their own personal lives, like at the end of your personal life. Yeah. They're all, <laughs> we all have a finish line. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated and, uh, that, that would seem to me to be a particularly hard thing to actually get nailed down. Yeah, man. It's really, um, uh, we we are at the root of it, right? We're trying to put metrics to the condition of somebody's heart, right? And in in some way, it is absolutely immeasurable. It's an unmeasurable quantity. However, the fruit of it um, can be delicately measured with an understanding that people can always lie or misrepresent or overstate or, you know, th- those kinds of things. So, um, uh, you know, Jesus certainly says, scripture certainly says that we will know them by their fruits. We will know people by the fruit that what comes out of your mouth actually comes out of your heart. Um, uh, and so there are some things that we can determine, you know, so if you like, if you look at passion in anything, we're talking about passion for Jesus and then reproducing passion for Jesus in the lives of other people. But if you talk about passion for anything, if you talk about passion for you guys are in college station, if you talk about passion for Texas a and I've got all sorts of guys. And one of the guys I was with this morning is the most knowledgeable a and person I've ever come across. And I know a lot of A&M guys. This is by far the most encyclopedic guy I've ever met with respect to, 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 uh, to Texas A&M. And so we would, we would be able to say that, hey, one of the marks of passion is knowledge about, what, about your, your subject that, that you're passionate about. So if you're telling me that you're passionate about hunting, but you don't know the difference between a shotgun and a rifle, I think I've got a pretty legitimate claim to question whether or not you're that passionate. 
But just because you have a whole lot of knowledge doesn't necessarily mean that you are passionate. Right. Uh, because we have a lot of knowledge about stuff that we're not particularly passionate about. So we run into some pretty significant uh, uh, limitations. So, for example, in, in Trexo, we are going after really two things. We're going after electrified life in the individual, in the individual, walking in the fuller, greater, richer life of the Lord Jesus Christ, primarily. And then secondarily, that person now going and reproducing the electricity and the joy that they have in the life of somebody else. Hmm. And then it just re- and then it just re- repeats. That same person who now is receiving the electricity of the former person has their own electricity in the Lord, and they're turning around and trying to pass that electricity on to two or three other people. Yeah. So there are some metrics that we can develop that that quote unquote measure the electricity in the individual, but it is it is very easy to see if that person is turning around and multiplying themselves in the lives of other people. Mm-hmm. That's a binary thing. You're either it's sowing into somebody else or you're not. Yeah. 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 They, yeah, I see that they become a, a replicant producer. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's the, it's the, it's the quintessential. Um, and this is such a, this has become, or can be such a pejorative, but Jesus started it. So it wasn't a pejorative for him. It becomes the quintessential multi-level marketing <laughs> delivery system. Well, in your, in your world, I, I, I would see that there is a, um, there's there there's a heavy emphasis on uh story on the power of testimony i mean if you're if you're actually uh involved and in being in in a discipleship program you're actually looking uh by the nature of that relationship you're looking for effect you're looking for hey look my my marriage is healthier uh my relationship with my parents my kids like the nature of uh a life you would have to you would have to gather those stories, and that is part of how you know if you're doing the work, if you're doing a good job. At the yeah, work. when you're trying to figure out fruit and what is actually working, it feels more qualitative than quantitative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good Absolutely. word, good word. Yeah, 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 and, and so one of the um, one of the essentials of passion, if you're truly passionate about something, is the effect that the subject of your passion has on your life. How much does your passion change who you are? So let's keep it in the realm of hunting for, for, for an example. If one says that they are passionate about hunting, they will have stories of the priority of hunting changing how they spend their money and how they spend their time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. That passion has transformed how they spend their money, how they spend their time. So again, if you tell me that you're passionate about hunting, then you better be able to tell me stories about how hunting has changed the way you spend your money and your time just by nature. Yeah. So in the same way, if you tell me that you're passionate about Jesus, then I should be able to hear from you stories of how Jesus has transformed who you are, your decision-making process, how you feel about yourself, your dictionary, all those other kind of things. And so storying to your point is, is critical. And ironically enough, in, in the history of uh, Trexo and all that I have my hands in and all that I'm doing, I'm going to get in trouble. But <laughs> capturing people's stories and telling people's stories is one of my weak spots, which is why, and I'm not getting paid for this, which is why I'm so excited about Fidelis. Hey. Because 
Fidelis, I'm going to become your best podcast guest <laughs> ever uh, because Fidelis does such a, a wonderful and crisp job of being a clarifier, collector, and broadcaster of stories, regardless of what your what, what someone's organization is. Right. Well, thank you. That's very nice. Yeah. I appreciate the plug. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Well, I... So I had this other question, and I, sorry if I'm dominating the the question answer time here. You are, but keep going. Oh, all right, okay, all right. <laughs> uh, so I have th- I have this question about, um, and, and I'm I'm gathering this from uh, a lunch that you and I had, but there is a um, there's a pocket, there's a hole where churches and organizations that they have a need that they don't often see in the discipleship world. So, and this is, this is one of the distinctive offerings that Trexo does is that you can come in and you talk about, all right, here's how we're going to set it up and here's how we're going to hold accountable and and those sorts of things. So can you tell me a little bit about that? And you know, this is more along the lines of, I know that you do a whole lot of, um, you know, writing and consulting and that sort of thing, but this is kind of the core of what you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. If 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 the entire apparatus of the church, if the entire apparatus of my life or Trexo doesn't net in offering transformation to the individual, love, attention, care, ministry transformation to the individual. So one of our mantras is one. Per, we're going to do this one person, one step, one issue at a time. We're not in a hurry to get anywhere other than just to sit with you and be with you because you, you, every, every single you matters deeply to our heavenly father. And so I, I, I think, um, and Tim, you helped me see this with great, with greater clarity. Um, wh- whatever your target is, is what you're going after. And so Oftentimes in churches or in organizations, what the target is, is just membership. That's right. If I can get you to be a member, then then thumbs up. My suggestion is, and my operating target is more, it comes from the Apostle Paul in one of the places in Colossians 1, 28 and 29, where the Apostle Paul says, I labor and strive by the power that works in me so as to present every man complete in Jesus Christ. And so Paul's goal is not membership. Paul's goal is not, quote unquote, salvation. Paul's goal is completion in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so if I were to go to a church today and say, hey, pastor, can I survey your people? First of all, they're probably not going to let me do it, which is fine. But second of all, I got one question. I I, want to survey your congregation according to one question and one question only. Do you feel, do you live as one who is complete or experiencing completion in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I would argue that the majority of the people in the congregation are going to scratch their heads and go, uh, I don't really know because I'm not really sure what that means. Right. And yet that was the Apostle Paul's target. That was his That was his whole apparatus. That was his whole, I want to spread the gospel. I want people to know the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? So they can get the forgiveness of their sins. No, forgiveness of sins is necessary, but that's not the end game. The end game, forgiveness of sins, intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in such a way that that individual can experience completion 
for who it is that God has made them to be. That's a that's a really different target than just butts and seats. <laughs> yeah, you're way off bit. of nickels and noses here. So, so my question, Jim, is is how did you get to this understanding, this this knowledge? Who is it that invested in you? Yeah, so um, I didn't give my life to the Lord till I was 26. I uh, was not raised in church. Uh, my background is real heavy, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And um, the, my uh, salvation story is really dramatic, uh, powerful, scales fell off. God immediately, our father immediately took alcohol out of my life. If I wasn't an alcoholic, I was borderline alcoholic. Uh, had uh, a whole bunch of other issues, but when I, man, when I met the Lord, man, it was like, oh my God, it was so good. And it was so explosive and it was so transformational and it was so healing. It was so healing in my soul. Uh, I mean, I was really, truly put on a journey of healing from the inside out. And in the beginning of my journey, God, God, our father began to speak all of these uh, wonderful truths and um, lotion, putting lotion on my heart and healing up dry land. And it was all inward, inward out. And so my whole direction in the Lord has always been from the heart out, from, from a position of inner healing, from a position of inner healing to healing the soul, healing of the soul. And then as the soul gets healed, everything just starts to everything else just starts to work outward from a from a posture of inner healing. And there's been some incredible people. God brought two men in my life who discipled me from the get from the jump, uh, David Glenn and Mark Collins, who are heroes of my faith. I named my son Colin after Mark Collins, my wife and I did. Uh, they had tremendous impact in my life. And I could give you a, a litany of other men that God has brought into my life for seasons. While David and Mark have been there for 25 years now, other men that he's brought in women that he's brought into my life. who have had serious influence and impact on, on the healing of the heart and and wisdom and understanding what it means to follow the Lord. That's wonderful. You know, it is true that nobody runs well without really good coaches. And it sounds like you've had people who've invested quite a bit um, in your story. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. That's a good one. Nobody runs well without good coaches. So let me uh, take that. I'm writing that down. (laughs) Let me, uh, we always ask this question kind of as the last wrap up question, but 2021, what are you, what are you excited about? What, what do you think this year is going to hold and what are you looking at? Yeah, my, my, uh, my primary goal, uh, 2021 is to launch six to eight personal discipleship ministries in churches or organizations that do not currently offer personal discipleship. Hmm. So I have a, uh, I have a one word sales question uh, uh, for every potential client. And that question is, does your church or organization offer personal discipleship with the distinction being personal discipleship? Because if I ask them, do you offer discipleship? Of course, all of them are going to say yes, but do you offer personal one-on-one, one-on-two, one-on-three discipleship? And if not, let me come in and help you do that. And so our goal is we're very, very specifically targeted. We've had great uh, success already in the month of January, getting some inroads with some brand new clients. Uh, our goal is to launch six to eight of those, uh, this year. Oh man, that's great. That's great. It's going to be a big year. I like it. I like it. Well, Jim, thank you so much for your time, man. Thanks for being on and letting us kind of into your world. I love it. Yeah. 
Appreciate it, guys. You guys are rock stars, man. I love how gifted you guys are at what you do and how much you help somebody like me who's good at some stuff and not so good at a whole lot of other stuff. And you guys fit hand in glove, man. And it's a it's a privilege to be able to work with you guys. I'm looking forward to everything else in the future that God has in our partnership. Man, me too. Me too. Thank you, Jim. Yeah. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Brand Manual Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. We'd be super grateful if you shared. You can find the other episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'll see you next time on the Brand Manual Podcast.